Hey, hey, hey. Yo. Welcome back to the Sunday Recap. We're excited to be with you this morning. Recap, 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 recap. Um, but thanks for tuning in. We are looking forward to um, continuing to talk through what it looks like to be disciples of Jesus and to grow together and to recap what we talked about on Sunday and hopefully bring it down to level even more. Not that Joe didn't bring it down to the level of practice, but it's always good to reflect, I think, afterwards as well. So we hope today's reflection will be helpful. Limbo. Limbo. How low can you go? Low, low, low. I used to love Limbo. Did you? I can uh, see you doing really well, Limbo. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with skating. Yeah. Would you ever do oh, that? On like roller, roller skating? Well, uh, when we used to have the roller rink, they used to have Limbo time. Yes. Or like the yeah. red light, green light. I love oh, that. that was fun, yeah. That was so fun. Did you guys have a roller rink in your town? We did. Was it like a small town roller rink or? Yeah. About what you would expect, probably. I think whether you're in a small town or like a big town, it's the same What type kind of, of feel. food did they have there? They have like oh, they had pizza, like chicken sandwich, or like no, like possum burgers or something like that. I think it was just pizza, like the like gas station type yeah, pizza, yeah. you know. It's good. Yeah, it was good. I had a birthday party there once. Did you really? Nice, mm-hmm. sweet. You should have one for Lottie at the roller rink. That would be actually really fun. That <laughs> she would, would be love really that. Fun. <laughs> you think Dylan rides rollerblades? I think he's probably really good at rollerblades. I think he is too. I can yeah. see it. He's very good yeah. at. Things like that. Yeah. It's cool they have these little like PVC pipe little walkers for kids yeah. now. And so those make it fun because then they're not falling the yeah. entire time. They can kind of do it themselves. Yeah, they have those at the ice ice skating. Like That's right. Too, yeah. yeah. They're cool. It's fun. That is awesome. Um, okay, we like to usually start off with a um, kind of a question. But just remind you, if you have any questions or input or thoughts, you can email us at info at Church, Or if you go to My Freeway Church on Instagram, you can slide into our DMs and let us know what's going on as well. Slide in. Skip, slide, slide run, in. push, whatever. <laughs> skate. Skate. Yep. Skate. All skate. of it. All of it. Blade. Slide. Whatever, whatever's comfortable <laughs> for you. Um, as we love to have comments and just feedback on if it's helpful. And it's been cool to have people say, hey, I've been listening to this. Um, and... Uh, and it's been helpful, which is which is what we're hoping for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, all right, so the question to start us off, just to kind of break the ice, some would say, one would say, mm. um, what is your favorite cookie? And I'll give you, I'll put it in context as well. Like homemade or? What's up to you? Okay. Uh, the context is, it's a rainy day. Done. 20, 30, <laughs> 20, 30 degrees outside, um, and it's almost snowing. And uh, it's a weekend. Sounds magical. And so you're at home, or you can be somewhere, but and you're like, hey, I want to make some cookies. What would that cookie be? I want to make some cookies. Yeah, or whatever. Buy, make, whatever's. Okay. If you want to go out in the rain and snow, then go for it. But it's on you. Preferably yeah. make, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if we're gonna make them, I'm gonna go for that Nestle Toll House option. So. so 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 like it's the whole ingredient. I mean, it gives you like the oh, whole how to bake them on the okay. back. Of okay. the so yeah. you would actually bake them. You would just pop. I would them. yeah. If I was gonna bake them, if I was just going for a cookie, bake bake. it would definitely be Oreos with some milk. I mean, that okay. was okay. Yeah, I see that. I see but that. You I want to make Oreos. Can you? I'm sure you can. I'm sure there's a version out you there. You crush up Oreos to make a big Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm okay, sure so chocolate. So chocolate chip. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. With a little bit of sea salt crumbled on top, you know. That's yeah. it. What about you, Grace? Actually, mine's chocolate chip, too. I spent, like, probably a year trying to perfect a chocolate chip cookie recipe really? one time. 
I think I came pretty close. Dylan really likes take breaking bakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, for sure. Um, that's I weird because he's never brought us cookies before. That's I true. Know, I need them. I haven't made them if in years. Spent all this time and we don't. Get I know. To I do. I do need to make them. It's a. It's the Joanna Gaines recipe, but I modified it a little bit, okay. and oh. they're really, really good. So I'm. I'll make them. Ooh, I'm I'll bring very them. Very intrigued. Yeah. The Grace Gaines. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think for me it would be chocolate chip, but I would put some kind of nut in there as well. Okay. Mm. Either macadamia like or um, like peanut or something. Walnuts. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know about walnuts. Just like it. probably like a probably like a macadamia nut would be there, and then some sea salt as well. The key with the break and bakes is you want you want to take them out three minutes before they tell you. That's right. You let them sit for a little bit, so a little bit gooey. So yep. you put them in the milk, they're like right. Love to hear what your favorite cookie is. Again, slide into our DMs. Uh, and let us know. We we may or may not say next week what, what your cookie was. Maybe. Yeah. Um, a fun thing last night. I was talking to Abe, Booty, mm-hmm. seven year old, and or yeah, seven. And he asked me an icebreaker question that we had a couple weeks ago because he had been listening to the podcast and he remembered the icebreaker. Oh, shout out to Abe. Yeah. Gosh. If you're listening, Abe, we love you. Love you. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell your mom to, uh, to bake you some cookies. Um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump on in. Uh, we'd like to try to keep it within 30 minutes so that if you're listening to it on a lunch break in America, that's probably the best lunch break you got is 30 minutes. Um, or if you're just on the road, you can listen to it maybe on the way to work and the way back in one setting. So, um, okay. So we talked about the last week of clarity, um, our series, which I feel like it's been a really good, um, series. And I'd love to maybe start off by asking, you know, how's the series been for you in the last four weeks, um, just to kind of get us kicked off. But we talked about this week, um, the clarity of a believer, um, and so we can get into that too for a bit. I'd love to hear what kind of your thought was in the last couple, last couple of weeks. We never really have done this recap before, and so it's just nice to hear what, what, what's been your overall opinion of the clarity series, it's, as it's been a first time for us to do it like this. Hmm. I think it is a great way to start off the year, just to like bring it back, who are we as as a church freeway, but also like as the church and how do we live the gospel out as believers in our in our world. And so I just think it was a great way to like let's bring it back to the basics. Like what is our foundation mm-hmm. and like who are we and how do we like live yeah. that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've used this analogy a lot that it feels like just like a recalibration, mm-hmm. just like I've actually never heard you say that before. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, I always think about it because our um, our refrigerator has a recalibration setting, and so that's oh. why oh, I always think nice. about the. N- but we have to reset it pretty consistently. Heloc one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, B. Um, it was before Heloc. I was going to come up with something funny, but it's not. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, th- I just feel like we've just been recalibrated a bit. Yeah. And I think that we do a good job kind of talking through the things that we've discussed throughout the years, but it's always good to kind of be able to camp there a little bit, flesh it out, kind of help it to sink in again. And especially in the beginning of the year, I think we're a little more able to absorb things mm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, we, s- we, f- we seem a little bit less tired and a little more eager. So yeah. Um, I think that's been really good. Yeah, we. Um, I think for me, it's it's always helpful um, uh, to use your phrase that you seem to use all the time that you never use with celebration. <laughs> um, because I, you know, I think there's all you know. The reality is, is we're always growing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's also these nuances that come in that add to what we've believed last year, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's always nice to kind of like start off the year with like, hey, what do we believe? And like, how has that matured um, in our belief system, you know? Uh, it's, uh, every year we do this, we call it something different, but uh, I mean, I think I've preached all of them so far. Like I've never like, okay, let me just get the old notes out and like re-preach the sermon right. I did last year. It's like, you know, what is God doing? How is God moving? How is this like, how is this nuanced in, in today's year, into this in this culture that we're in, mm-hmm. and what year we're in, and everything that's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I felt like it was like a good like it, there was new things for me that came out, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I thought was helpful, and what it means to be called to. And so we talked about what is it called to the gospel, like the gospel being the foundation of everything that we do and say. So we talked about that the first week. The second week we talked about uh, church part one. What is the church? What's the purpose? Why is it here? Why should we be part of it? And the second, third week we talked about the purpose, uh, like what should the church look like? Um, and I thought that was, um, that was helpful for me in preparing it, but just again as a pastor, but as a person who is a part of the church, like, man, there's a, like, it's so easy to fall into the Sunday morning trap um, of like, this is what the church should do, is just meet together on Sundays and sing and hear it preach and then go back out and do whatever we're doing, right? And this week we talked about a believer, uh, what it means to be a believer. And so I'd love to hear kind of your overall feedback just on the Sunday morning um, on the topic, the sermon, and then we can get into some kind of questions. Uh, I'll start off just to break the, the mold. But um, I thought it was, I, I, I thought this, in preparing it, it was very helpful um, for me uh, because I think it's so easy to, to get caught up in like what the church should do mm-hmm. um, and thinking that that's what I should do. And the church is made up by a bunch of believers. And when I was preparing, it was like, well, there, there is like this, this task or this opportunity that I get, right? Because the gospels I get to, this, I get to be a part of this community and who I am adds to this community and who I am can take away or add to it in a good way or, or even in a negative way. And there's just like this big responsibility we have to care for each other and to be there and to to live out um, what it means to be a believer. And and obviously I went to, with a different route with the whole glorify God and joy Him. But I was just reminded again that like I count in the numbers in the numbers. Not that it's all like you know God just sees us as number five thousand four. You know, it's like I, there's a purpose I have. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I should be going after it like anything else. You know, so that was that was at least for this week, as we're preparing, like, oh, that's, that's a big deal, you know? If someone feels like, oh, I, I, like, am I even a part of something? It's like, yeah, you are. You're a priesthood of all believers. Mm-hmm. The believer aspect makes the local church the church. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just think, like, oh, I'm the church. And well, you're not the church. Like, mm-hmm. you are a believer that makes up the church, right. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was for me, the takeaway. That's good. Thanks. Overall. Um, yeah. I, I thought that it was all really good. The part about the maturing as believers, I felt like was a good way to like project going forward. How do we walk it out? And so, yeah, the maturity taking discipline and time and consistency, Holy Spirit in the word and um, community. So it's like all those things that we need in order to like continue walking forward and to mature in our relationship with God. And I really liked that, that was like my big takeaway, I think. Mm. Yeah. I was really um, 
encouraged by the reminder of like when was the last time you just enjoyed God? Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of that one scripture that says, um, it, it says, "Restore the joy of your salvation." Mm. Restore um, to me the joy of salvation. Yeah. yeah, and just how simple it is. And I think what an indicator it is of when the question you asked, I think, was when was the last time you enjoyed him? Hmm. And I think that that is a really good indicator of my own heart of like, okay, when was the last time? Because I can read the Bible and I can spend time praying and I can serve and do these things. But mm-hmm. when was the actual last time I just sat and just enjoyed or yeah. was going for a walk and just enjoyed yeah. creation? Just really yeah. enjoying him. You know? yeah. So I thought that was really helpful hmm. as I'm trying to mature in my own faith. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good segue for that first for our first question. Is like that first point that we talked about was our 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 purpose as a believer. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, I think I said this on Sunday, but I think so quick when we think about purpose, and I think we do this in relationships as well. When it's not a mature relationship or it's not a secure relationship, we try to find things to help the relationship rather than be in the relationship, if that makes sense. So, like, say if you're insecure in a marriage, like, as, as a husband, you'll, like, clean the house and you'll cook and you'll do things because you think that's what's going to make the relationship better mm-hmm. rather than just enjoying the relationship. And I think as followers of Jesus, we do that. Like, I know I do this often, so maybe I'm the only person, but it's, like, when I'm, like, in a funk or if I know I'm just, like, not living out God's will, like, I'm, like, okay, what can I do to appease God or what can I do to get ahead or what can I do to be safe or what can I do to to be protected or for my family not to be hurt whatever it may be and we think well then that's my purpose my purpose mm-hmm. is to appease an angry God upstairs who's who's gonna kill me and 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 and, and ruin me for my wrongdoings which you know opposite I mean the gospel is so opposite right like in my in my in my sickness and in my disease and in my sinfulness God came to die for me so, like, he could have did that when I was at my very worst, you know. So, I think, you know, we, so the, the, the way we were coming out this, mor- this Sunday morning was, hey, our purpose is not to do the secondary things. Our main purpose, the general call on all men and women and creation, really, is to give God glory and to enjoy him. I'd love to hear, I know you were talking about a little bit, but, like, what, did that, what is that going to do for you kind of move forward as people are listening, right? It's Wednesday. They're listening halfway through the week. Maybe they've already got caught into the trap of like doing, 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 list, list, list. What, is that, what does that mean to you when you're like, man, to glorify God and to enjoy him? What does that look like for me personally? I once heard that the word glory, and I hope that this is at least somewhat accurate. I haven't done all the research on it, but oh, Wikipedia. Um, it was a professor in Bible school, and he said that the word glory or to glorify would be, it would be um, to like encapsulate God's character at, a, at its like core of like who he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that um, and glorifying him, it would be um, when thinking about who he is and his character. Um, and then with enjoying him, I think, I think so often we can, I get lost in doing, I'm such a doer. I just will continue to move forward and do all these things. And I can just easily forget just the beauty of, of who he is. And so I think when I am able to stop and I am able to like really take the moment to consider who he is, there is something that happens in my soul and it's not 
I don't know how to describe it, but it, there's like a settling. And all the things that I'm trying to do and the things that are moving and trying to keep it, keep track of, it's just like those things still need to happen and still need to move forward, but my soul just seems settled mm. when I actually take the moment to enjoy him. Um, and I think that he's honored when I take – it seems like if I take time, then I'm not going to be able to be as fruitful. But actually, when I take time, I am more fruitful because my soul is more settled mm. and I'm less distracted. So yeah. I found that to be true in my own faith. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good, um, like, way that you described it because it, they are related to each other. That, like, when we do glorify God, we get to enjoy God. Um, and so, but enjoying God is also obeying God. So it's, it's not that like our obedience dictates what the way God loves us, but it does like it on, for our, like on our side, it does like give us that ability to enjoy him fully. And so I think it's a good thing to think like, if I'm not enjoying God, is there something that I'm being disobedient in? Right. And like, what, what do I need to do in order to to bring that back around, you know, not so that God will love me more, but so that I can enjoy him more, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's so true. I mean, <clears throat> I think part of why we were created is for God was enjoying us and we were enjoying him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, cause he was fully satisfied mm-hmm. right, in the Trinity. He didn't need anybody else, but they created creation and man. And I think there was an, I think there is an enjoyment of God from, you know, from God to uh, like he enjoys us. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal is that we enjoy each other, you know. And uh, one of the things I've talked about was, I said, if you're living within the boundaries of God, joy follows. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that th- the glory and, and what you're saying, grace, joy, it is tied together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes when there is no joy, a lot of times we aren't living in the way that we were intended to live. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, like, start trying to, like, get back on track to get joy. We get back on track because the way that we were intended to live is as I glorify, I, I get joy, joy. And as mm-hmm. I, as I enjoy God, I glorify him. Mm-hmm. And there's this like, was a reciprocal effect where it's like, it just feeds mm-hmm. off each other. Yeah. And that was the way it was intended. It's like when we, um, if you try to use uh, your MacBook for something other than what it's intended to use, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, and it's the same thing with our car. If you try to use your car as a 24, uh, you know, your, your convertible, as a place to live, it's just not a house. It's not intended to be that. It's intended to drive from A to B. And what will eventually happen is you will lose joy in the convertible, even if it's a beautiful Porsche, whatever, you know, what it is, whatever it is. And so I think, like, God intended for us to glorify him. We were created We were created to worship. We talked about this before. We're worshipers, even if we're followers of Jesus or not, we're worshiping something. And what we worship is what we find joy in or find chaos in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and I think in today's world, we have to be very clear that glorifying God is a good thing. Um, it's not a, yeah. it's not a hindering. It's not like this rules, these tasks. It's like, we were just created that way. Mm-hmm. And we either going to live in, in the, in the tension that we were created or we're going to live our own way. And we just know what it's like to live in our own way. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I think I said this in one of the points, but like, you can't, you can't like live in the world as if God doesn't exist. And then on, on, you know, one day a week, come to church and think like, well, I'm going to glorify him, enjoy him, and expect your life to be like amazing or like life to be the way God intended for us to live, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. God says either for me, against me, you know, choose me or don't, like 
but it can be lukewarm. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think lukewarm Christians really are joyful Christians. No, you know? not at all. Um, most times they're angry, you know. Um, and so, uh, so we talked about kind of like our purpose, and then we talked about like what does it look like to live um, in today's world as a believer. Um, and I give the example that Psychology Today had was we're here so that we can continue to live, adapt, learn, grow. Our purpose is to continue to evolve. Uh, and that idea of like becoming better, becoming smarter, becoming wiser, becoming more rich, more influence, like that's the goal of of a a a worldly um, stance is like, hey, we're only here for 80 years, shoot for the stars and keep evolving, right? Like mm-hmm. keep growing. And this also gets used as a, as a weird thing as well by kind of progressives or just worldly people. It's like, well, you know, you got to continue to evolve to become more, more loving. And it's like, yeah, 100%, you got to become more loving. But loving who? Or loving what? Mm-hmm. And for the sake of what? Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we should be evolving to love people better, right? Someone who's homosexual or someone who doesn't believe in the ideology or someone who's different pol- political stance than me. I, of course, I want to evolve to love people more. But the goal isn't to love people. The goal is to love God first. Mm-hmm. And out of loving God, we love others. And we somehow switch that around. It's like, how, do we live, how should Christians live in today's world? We should just be loving. Well, I, w- I, would, I would argue that the love that you're trying to to live out outside of God is not the love that is is not as great as the love as if we're glorifying God first and His laws and His statutes and out of that place loving people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the the goal isn't to evolve to be more loving. The goal is evolve to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And when we glorify God, we become the best lovers of people, yeah. better than anywhere the world's trying to evolve to love. Yeah. And so the the lie has been in the, in, within the church and outside the church is that Christians are hypocritical. And, or, and what, what, we're, what our purpose is in, in today's world is just to be more loving. Mm. And I would argue that's not true, right? Love is the effects or the, the, the fruits of glorifying God, mm. of our purpose. Yeah. When, you take out, when you take out the purpose, when you take out God, you got striving. You got It's exactly what the world's doing, right? And people yeah. are frustrated. Why don't we love better? Why don't we live more? Why am I this? Why am I that? It's like, well, you've missed the main ingredient. Mm. It's like trying to make cookies without flour or something it's yeah. like it's they're not going to turn out right yeah. they're going to be really <laughs> ugly you know yeah um i'd love to hear what your guys thoughts on like how do we live in today's world what you got out of that and just as we're as people are listening like what are some things you know yeah points out you want to go grace sure <laughs> um yeah you were saying this but like we we do have to be i think you s- yeah you said these two points in the sermon but you have to be different Mm. at your core like in order to live in today's world as a believer and you have to be consumed with the holy spirit at your core yeah. in order to live in the world as a believer and and stand out as a believer and like continue in the race because i think we just see so many people who like for whatever reason like don't have the endurance to continue or like are too easily can be easily distracted by like theology somewhere else in mm. like you were saying like Instagram theology or TikTok theology, like whatever to where like we're, we're not consumed with the Holy spirit and like, we don't know the word in our heart enough to like continue and, and be like, like continue in the race, you know? And so I think that that was a really good point in that we in the world, like are built to kind of like achieve our own glory and happiness, but that's not what God has called us to do. And so like, how do we pursue his glory and like 
continue to be consumed by him when there's so many mm-hmm. distractions, yeah. you know, and, and that, it does come back to the Holy Spirit and the word. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, w- I really liked the thought on you, you can't fake faith, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's so, it's so radically changes the way you live that you can kind of do the things, but it, there, there isn't the same fruit unless you're actually like walking in faith, you know, mm-hmm. like just going to church isn't enough, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I was reminded of when you said it, I used to have a mentor who used the phrase, you can't dispense what you don't possess. And so if you want the fruit of faith, it's not trying harder. The, f- the fruit of faith is abiding deeper mm-hmm. and walking more in obedience and yeah. enjoying God. Like those are the, those are the things that actually allow your life to be, to be really fruitful and to benefit those around you because when we're fully in faith, then we're not dissuaded by uh, people's lofty ideas or um, by their social status. Like we're able to see beyond those things because the gospel has called us to lift our eyes more than just what is in front of us, you know, with the world. So mm-hmm. I think that that's like one of the things that mm-hmm. I was encouraged by of like really, wow, it does make me live different and mm. I can't fake this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, to just kind of get to our last point uh, was how do we mature as believers? Grace talked about kind of her takeaway. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I uh, in, in our church world that uh, I think it's talked about a little bit, but I don't know if it's like a big, big point that we hit as a, as a church in general um, is just maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, the reality is, is that we want to mature. We're listening to uh, um, John Mark Comer and uh, Carrie Newhoff uh, podcast. And um, one of the things that John Mark Comer was saying was there was a, uh, an author in the 70s who was saying one of the major pitfalls of the church going forward, and, and he was saying this in the 70s and in the 2000s, 21st century, is that um, is discipleship. And um, the lack of discipleship in the American church, because um, mm-hmm. we're all about Sunday morning service. But uh, and if you know anything about John Comer, his whole thing is like discipleship was never meant to be a verb. You, you actually can't like actively make this something that we are to something that we do. And he talks about mm-hmm. being kind of really an apprentice or, or being someone who a mentor, having a mentor, like yeah. Jesus being our mentor and following him. And I say all that is that I think like maturity. We don't talk about because there's there's such a surrendering and a a following that has to take place in order to mature, mm-hmm. rather than I create my own path, I create my own destiny, I work hard, I get results, and that's just the opposite of what it means to be an apprentice. If you're an apprentice, I was an apprentice electrician for a few years when I started, and um, mainly you're ba- I mean you're basically like carrying tools and doing the stuff that no one wants to do, right, as an apprentice. But in that, you're learning. They're they're teaching you valuable lessons that you have to learn before you get to the place of even working on electrical that can kill you, right? It's like, and so I think think sometimes we don't like that phrase because we're not, that's not the way our our culture is built. Our culture is built about, like, spotlights and influence and, and value. It's like, it's like all these things that we feel like we need to have. And being a mentor is really dying to those things, or being a mentee, dying to those things, and saying, hey, 
I just want to like learn from you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. that's not even a, that's not even a phrase that we say anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to learn from you. It's like we well we're happy to you know buy apps and all these things so that we can get information so people can learn from us. But like I want to learn, and that I, I think that was a big thing that the takeaway was like. It's just going to take time. It's just going to take consistency. It's just going to take discipline. It's going to take mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, take community. We're going to have to rely on other things to help us. And uh, if you're listening, you, you may struggle just like I do with like having to, for time, and to rely on other people. Again, because we're so built in our culture, in our system, that you rely on yourself. If you're in debt, it's because it's your fault. If you're, if you're sick, it's because you ate bad. It's, like it's, always, it's always on us. And then vice versa, if you succeeded, it's because you did well. And and mm-hmm. and a follower of Jesus, it has, it's 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 first Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. always Jesus. That's good. Mm-hmm. And out of there, wow. we we grow. And I think that's just not in our system. And I think that is what we struggle with. And that's why we don't talk about maturity. Mm-hmm. No one's getting up and preaching and saying, "Hey, like, stop trying, start abiding," like you're saying. Yeah. We're, they're like, here's three steps to be a stronger, stronger, stronger faith, stronger this, best this, this is. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Don't, how, here's how not to fight sin anymore. And it's like. We're going to be fighting sin for the rest of our lives. You know, we put, you put that uh, post up um, of the sermon. And part of me cringed a little bit because it's not that it was about, I mean, I said it. So it's not, it's, it's just, it's like, um, it's so different than I feel like our, what our culture is. It's like we, we, um, we just don't want to be told something that we don't like. And and I think that when it comes to following Jesus, it's just not about us, you know. Mm. Um, it's just not about, you know, it's about him. And in that, we change. And that's that's the reward, you know. Yeah. And so I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on that last point. Yeah. Um, I do think it takes time. I think we're, we are in such a culture that is so fast-paced, you know, microwave, you know, right. kind of. <laughs> mentality of like, well, we can just get this done quickly, whether you're watching some influencer on Instagram, it's like, yeah, you can get millions of dollars in the next two years if you just like right. really drive hard. It's like, uh, no, it doesn't really work that that simply. And right. it does take time. And I think that you alluded to this in your preach. You maybe said it specifically. Um, but when you think about the Apostle Paul, so he's knocked off his horse, he goes blind for three days, and then we don't hear about him, and I think there's a 10 to 12-year gap before he actually comes back on the scene mm. and begins to become the Apostle Paul that we know today. Like, there's a 10-year period of time between him needing to take time to be a disciple of Jesus mm. and to be with people, and God was doing something in him during that time so that he could be the man that he ended up being at the yeah. end. And so it does take time. So yeah. I think don't get discouraged. You know, there's yeah. little steps of growth in faith yeah. is still moving forward. Yeah. You know, so I would encourage, yeah. encourage that. And that's been yeah. good for me to hear that, too. Yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, I like that you also s- time, but also like consistency as well. And you were kind of saying that, but like if I get up at six in, in the morning to pray and then don't do it ever again like that's not building a habit for maturity mm-hmm. and so like continuing those small even small steps and consistency of like disciplining myself to be more like christ over time that the maturity comes you know yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah th- uh, and that was uh, what i was alluding to with with that clip it's like it's we we uh are are we've been rescued from sin, if you're a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. but 
our our flesh is still alive and active um and daily we have to put our flesh to death you know mm-hmm. and that if any if anything that's what maturity is is daily i put my flesh to death mm-hmm. yeah. and how can i set myself up to be successful in god to put my flesh to death and that's just not a common thing that you hear about like how do mm-hmm. i fight my flesh I don't hear sermons on that. I hear sermons on how to be the, how to be a uh, better prayer warrior and how to be a better mm-hmm. worshiper and a better this. And it's like those are good, but how do I flat my my flesh? Because my flesh is like daily at my doorstep. Right. As a follower of Jesus, right? <laughs> I know there's some people who believe that once you get saved, you never sin again. I don't know how that's possible, but it's like it's 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 just like mercies are new every day. It's what I said on Sunday. Um, our flesh is, is new every day. <laughs> Fresh opportunity for the flesh to get it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so maturity helps us to see our to to see our flesh as as what it is as as a as a curse to us in the sense of where it leads us to um, as a death trap. That's maturity, right? It's like you know when you when you mature, you may you know, you see the things you think about when you're a kid, the things that you used to love, right? Like you would die to get. Um, the certain bike, whatever, you know, and you, you know, like Christmas, you ask for your birthday, you're like, I really want it, I want it, I want it, you finally get it, you love it, but you look, you, you, you know, 36 now, look back, and like, eh, it was just a bike, though, you know? Yeah. But because <laughs> maturity has taught you that that wasn't the whole world. Yeah. Well, right. it might have been your world at that moment, but it's not going to be your world forever, mm-hmm. right? And that's maturity, is it's like, oh man, that, 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 what I used to struggle with, that arrogance, that lust, you know, the pornography, the whatever, like, it just doesn't, it's just not, it doesn't do what it used to do. Like, there's something better, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what maturity is. And that's how we fight. And the only way to get to that point is by discipline. Mm-hmm. It's by consistency, by time, it's community, it's being accountable. Like, you just cannot get ahead mm-hmm. unless you live in the way that God intended. And, you know, the beauty about Jesus, he doesn't just give us eternal life, but he gives us the tools and the people and the Holy Spirit and things we need to, to, uh, to live in such a way where we're not constantly struggling. Mm-hmm. And again, you get to that place and you're not constantly struggling like you used to, it's, it's, you're still, there's still sin there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's like, you know, you talk to guys who are 56 years old and they're like, man, I just don't struggle with what I used to struggle with when I was 30. It doesn't mean that they're free from sin. They're just not struggling with that because they're mature and there's yeah. now struggles they have. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love John Mark Homer in that, in that, in that, uh, in that interview. He was like, he's like, you know, churches doesn't do it for me like it did when I was 30 years old. He's like 40-something, right? He's like, I have deeper sins. They hurt more. I can see them more. It's like he's maturing. Mm-hmm. And in the maturity, he's still seeing the sin, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so I guess I want, I'm hoping we get across is that we're never going to be free from sin until Jesus comes back. Yeah. But we're free from the bondage of sin, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, that's what maturity that's helps us to work, work through those things. Um, just to finish off, we, we talked about the three things that can hinder us from reaching this point. Um, I mentioned, like, us. You know, I said you, but we can be the, our worst enemy. Um, sometimes um, we are our own Achilles heel makes us, you know, falter. Mm-hmm. Um, the world, uh, if we, it's a whole 80-20 world, 80-20 rule, like if I'm spending 80% of my life, you know, doing something, um, that's what I'm going to become. So if 80% of our life is in the world, listening to the world, being in the world, consuming the world, while that 20% faith is just not going to, it's not going to, not going to do anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean Jesus can't do anything. It just means that, like, our lifestyle is, is not going to become more godly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to be mindful of that as we live in the world. And then the last thing is just the devil. We talked about that the devil is out to get us, you know. Um, and not that makes us fearful, but it's just wise to know, mm-hmm. right? The moment I wake up, the devil's right there, or his enemies are there, and uh, his his legion's there, and I'm, I'm you know, I have 
all of heaven with me. Uh, but if I don't ever access it, if I don't ever live in it, then you know it's gonna be so easy to falter and and to and to slip up because um, that's just again the world that we live in. You know, it's like almost just it's almost just like let's just be honest. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like we all sin, we all have temptations. Yeah. So how do we how do we how are we aware of those things? Mm-hmm. How do we get ourselves out of the way? How do we how do we live in the world but not of it? And how do we resist the devil? Mm. Right? Jesus shows us in, in, when he fasting in the desert, he was able to do it. And he's given us the spirit, you know, to help us. And so, yeah. any final thoughts as we, as people are, are listening and encouragement as we go on this week? Glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm. Someone wrote their notes down. <laughs> <laughs> Retweet. Yeah. What about you, Grace? Anything? Um, yeah. Just, like, continue to to look for ways to, like, to grow I guess and and mature and and also know that it does take time and so if yeah. you're not maturing as fast as you want yeah. like be patient and let the Lord yeah. do what he wants to do you know? yeah my encouragement to you is I would write down a list of things that you struggle with um, that are that you know are the obstacles and uh, sit down with the friends and and talk with them about it and say hey I just need help keep me accountable sit down with an elder pastor we'd love to meet with you um, we're not here to judge. We're here to walk it out with you. But I think I think a good step to maturity is is and to glorify and enjoying God is, is getting it out mm-hmm. um, out there sure. somewhere yeah. um, and talk to somebody who's a little bit more ahead of you and and just say, hey, I, I want to grow. Um, I want to glorify Jesus. I want to live this life. Um, and so if you're listening and you're one at, just come talk. Email us, uh, DM us, call us, whatever. The phone numbers on the website. We'd love to meet with you. See us on Sunday. Talk to us and. Uh, we can, let's walk it out together. You don't have to live the way that you're living now if you don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and tr- again, true joy doesn't come when you have a big bank account, when you have the right job, or the right girlfriend, the right kids, the right house, whatever, spouse. It's when we're glorifying God. And so how do, what does it look like for you to glorify God? You know, that's, wh- that's what you need to figure out, you know. Um, and yeah. so we love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you guys next week. Next Sunday, we're starting our Roman series. And this first week is going to be just an introduction. Uh, that Ryan soon, which we're really excited about. Um, and so we'll see you on Sunday. Um, and if not Sunday, we'll see you next Wednesday as you listen to this. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to reach out to us, info at myfreewaychurch.com. Um, you can email us or you can uh, DM us in My Freeway Church, uh, Instagram or Facebook. And we love to be here for you in any way we can. Uh, if we didn't see you on Sunday because you were sick, we missed you. And we hope to see you again soon. Peace out. Peace and blessings. <laughs>